Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our king, Jesus. This is the first YouTube live that I've done. want to thank you guys for tuning in. I guess most of you are going to be tuning in after this is live, but thank you for being here. I am going to be talking about, in episode 451 today, I'm going to be talking about Jocko Willink, self-control and mental strength. Before we get going, and even before the prayer, just a couple reminders. I had mentioned that on Gab that I was going to be talking about New Testament fatherhood and contrasting that with Old Testament fatherhood, what is new within the New Covenant as it regards fatherhood. And so that's going to be delayed one week. I'll be uh, posting that and talking about that next week and doing a live next week. It'll actually probably be early in the morning, which I thought that would happen this week. But here I am. It's 1130 and and we're doing a recording right now. So next week, New Covenant Fatherhood will have a couple interviews that are going to be released before then or at least one. And then also just a reminder for the Sons and Slaves podcast. If you've not heard of that yet or check that out yet, you can go there on iTunes, check that out. would love for you to subscribe. And it's me and my sons that are the co-hosts, and we're talking about fatherhood and all things boyhood and the process of becoming a man. And so kind of broad categories there, but uh, specifically me and my boys are just going through a book right now and having a great time talking about uh, the chapter by chapters of Boyhood and Beyond by Bob Schultz. Just having a really good time. So would love for you guys to check that out. And then... Finally, hunting season's coming up. We're going to be talking a little bit more about that. I'm going to get, get some interviews with some guys that have been out elk hunting, and I want to hear their report. I'm going to be talking with a friend of mine from Yukon River Knives, Jeremy McMorris. He just got a big moose up in uh, in Alaska, so I'm going to hear that story. We're just going to have a lot of fun as we uh, talk hunting stories this year. Very excited to have Ransom in the stand with me this year. He's going to be shooting a crossbow and hopefully actually just got tags earlier today, and so hopefully we'll end up being able to fill all those tags. Pretty excited to have him out there with me this year. All right, so let's go ahead and pray, and then we're going to talk about Jocko Willink, self-control, and mental strength. Let's go. Father, we just thank you for this time. We ask for blessing upon it, and lead this. I just trust that you're going to lead this. Holy Spirit, I need wisdom trying to connect some of these dots and pulling some of the common grace wisdom that's out there in the world and identifying some things that... Um, that are, are good and right, and then they're just underdeveloped. And so help us to connect these dots and be the kind of people that are mentally strong, that have self-control. You know, last week we talked about uh, just ruthlessly eliminating com- complaining from our life, and I want to be able to do that and help people to do that. So I'm kind of building on that. So help me to connect these dots. I trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So in my mind for the last week or so since I saw the clip, I've been thinking about this small... It was a YouTube short of Jocko Willink, and he was talking about a time in his past, in his military past, where one of his inferiors came to him and told him of a situation, and he said, Jocko, I know what you're going to say. And he said, I know you're going to say, good. It was bad information coming to Jocko Willink, and he responded with the words, good. And he went on this little rant that was so helpful talking about all these bad things that could come your way you, you know you don't get the promotion something ends up it's just bad news bad news uh whatever 
may be. There's a lot of difficult things in the world. And here's what he responded with every single time. Good. 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 This is what he responded with. And this is what he's identified. Because at the end of all of this, he said, why do I say good? Because some good things are going to come out of this in the end. So he's recognizing that something good is going to come out of this difficulty. And what he's identifying is he's taking this positive approach to bad information. He's identifying something positive. He's, he's looking at it and saying this, the negative is right up front and center, but I'm going to do everything I can to find the good that's going to come from this. We're going to be challenged. We're going to be strengthened. We're going to be stretched. And this is all good things. It's all good things for us. And so I'm going to find the good in it. I mean, I think that's a great thing. And it's, a, it's something that is seen in our world today where some, some people have this ability to be mentally strong. Right? I mentioned it last week when my cousin was a Navy SEAL. And one of the things he talked to me is when you go through SEAL training, and just like with, with Willink, is that you see some of these folks that you think are gonna, just going to be amazing and they don't make it. And then you see these other guys that you think there's no way they're going to make it through. And they end up making it through and doing a very good job. My cousin ended up being a, a SEAL trainer. In fact, uh, I actually interviewed him a couple years ago. You can find that in the stream if you're interested in that. But for some reason with this idea of positivity or mental strength, it kind of gets lumped into these weird uh, false teacher categories of the power of positive thinking or something like that. And then to talk about them in, in a biblical way, it almost seems a little weird or strange. And, and I think this is the, again, the pendulum swings, it's so easy to get into. For instance, you get into prosperity theology and then you run to the other direction and you say, well, no, it's not prosperity and health that's good. No, poverty and sickness. Well, that's better. Poverty and suffering, that's better. It's like, well, wait a minute. It's not necessarily that poverty and suffering are better here. And we don't want to say that. We want to rightly understand what's being spoken of in a negative way. Or the power of positive thinking. Or, or you know, Joel Osteen and all the prosperity folks that just say all their weird stuff about decreeing and declaring what they want to happen and manifesting this kind of stuff. And they're all about positivity or the power of positivity. In fact, there's very, very much a secular movement when it comes to pos positivity over the last 30 to 40 years that... Uh, many books have been written and conferences have been done about and many studies have been <clears throat> published about the power of positive thinking. And you guys have heard of that. So some of the contrast to that is, well, no, we don't need to just have positive thinking. We need to be authentic and we need to be real and we, we need to recognize that there's categories of lament and we need to be authentic enough to be able to say that we're not doing well and all this kind of stuff. And so what ends up happening, and that's I think is another pendulum swing, what ends up happening is something you've heard me talk about before, is that in, in these so-called authentic environments, the only thing that's actually you know authentically authentic is if you're struggling and depressed or anxious or fearful or whatever, you just got to be real kind of thing. And I think that's the equal error of the poverty theology idea of, well, you should be somehow being poor or in the midst of suffering is more virtuous than being in a place of wealth and comfort. And not that these are uh, not in and of themselves, they can be traps also, but it's just this thing where we label virtue or, or evil upon certain things that the scriptures don't necessarily say are virtuous or evil. And the same thing with positivity here, we, if you can get so weirded out by the power of positive thinking that you don't actually stop to consider, wait a minute, what has the scriptures called me to in seasons of, of darkness or difficulty? And what Jocko is displaying for us, I think, is a non-Christian perspective. This, this is God's common grace on this man to identify what the scriptures teach, that God is working all things to the counsel of his will, and that he is working all things for our good 
for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Now, he doesn't have a category for that. And yet he's still recognizing this principle that's woven into every single difficulty is that if you make it to the other side, what ends up happening is you realize I'm stronger. I mean, it's the same thing when it comes to working out or lifting weights or going out and running and doing cardio or any kind of discipline in your life. Discipline, you know, when he talks about discipline equals freedom, is it, is it discipline on the other side of the pain is strength. On the other side of the the, break, the muscle breakdown is the muscles building up. On the other side of your lungs feeling like they're going to explode at the end of, of the sprint, at the end of the at the end of the long run, on the other side of that is your better health. You're able to run faster. You're rather able to run harder because you've done the training. You've done the work. Same thing with dip seasons of difficulty, whether it be seasons that you're struggling and you know you feel like you can't keep your head above water. On the other side of that, what Jocko is saying is good, good. You got the diagnosis. That's not good. Okay, well, good, because this is an opportunity for God to show his power through you. You feel weak. Good. You are weak. Good, because on the other side of that is strength. God is building you up, making you strong. On the other side of that, you're going to have an opportunity to see, my goodness, through God, God's helping hand and through me obeying God in faith, God built me up. I get to fight. This is an opportunity now with this diagnosis to fight with everything I've got as I trust the Lord along the way. So on the other side then, what you end up having is you're in a stronger place. And instead of complaining your way through it, and instead of you know authentically authentic, authenticizing your way through it to your small group or to whoever else, not that you have to be fake, not that you have to hide the lament. I'm not saying that at all. But what I, what I am saying is that there's this category of mental toughness that Jocko is, is hitting at that I think is important for us to consider because I want you and I want my children to be mentally strong. I want us to be spiritually strong. I want us to be physically strong. I want us to be mentally strong. And this is a category of mental strength that secularists and other people have kind of pulled into their stream or in their way of thinking. And it's like I talked about four or five weeks ago when I talked about Cameron Haynes and Joe Rogan. I might even mention Jonko in that episode as well. But they're tapping into this idea of extreme commitment, extreme devotion, this kind of thing. And yet in the scriptures, what we're told explicitly is this category of mental strength the ability to push down complaining, to suppress some of those feelings in the appropriate way, and to step up into prayer and thanksgiving is a uniquely Christian ability. It's given to us by God from a God who has replaced an old heart of stone with a new heart of flesh. We have this ability. So I'm thinking about Galatians chapter 5 here. When we think about mental strength, I want us to connect that to, to self-control. And in your life, as you're, you know, this is clear when we're raising children. I'm seeing this with my boys right now and with my daughter. I'm teaching mental toughness. I'm teaching self-control. And what we have to do is continually tell them, you've got to tell yourself no. You've got to make yourself not talk back. You've got to make yourself do that thing that you don't want to do. You've got to make yourself push through the difficulty. We've been doing these mile runs. And about three quarters of a mile in, my boys start complaining. And I've got to tell them, stop complaining. Push through it. Make yourself do this. It, okay, it's hurting. Make yourself do it anyways. Your legs hurt, okay? Your breathing and your lungs hurt, okay? Push through it. There's this self-control, self-mastery element, and it comes directly from Galatians chapter 5. Because here's, here's what God's doing when he takes out that heart of stone and puts in a heart of flesh, and the Holy Spirit invades our life. The old is gone and the new has come. And this is what the new, this is what the new that's taking place. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing inside of us. This is what we're told is happening simultaneously. This is the fruit, singular, of the Spirit. And here's what the Spirit is doing in us. Producing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Self-control. This is a fruit of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. We're able to control ourselves. Master ourselves. 
That means we're, we have got emotions, we've got our emotional life, passions, and we are able to control those passions and not be controlled by those passions. And if we're not careful in these theological pendulum swings, just by way of observation, we can encourage, instead of encouraging self-control, self-mastery over passions, and instead of recognizing there is a time to lament, and then there's a time to not say anything about it, to bear, the sh- bear your own burdens. There's a burden that we all have to bear. And instead, instead of encouraging people to uh, just throw it all out there, and, and instead of doing that and, and saying, oh, you just need to be authentic, you need to be real, instead, we need to be training people, hold on a second, you have self-control. Your emotions are not powerful over you. You are not a slave to them. Your passions, your, your hobbies, your whatever it might be that you've struggled with over the years, these particular sins, you have, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you have self-control. You have self-mastery. So something difficult comes upon you. Last week I talked about ruthlessly eliminating complaining from your life. Something difficult comes your way. You have an opportunity, the men in particular I'm talking to, for your family to demonstrate, demonstrate the power of positivity, biblical positivity. You're able to demonstrate to them what self-control looks like, where you don't get tossed to and fro by everything that comes your way, not just by every wind of doctrine, but by every every circumstance in life that comes your way. You're not just a victim of circumstances of life. You're able to have self-control in that moment, and you're able to disciple by word and deed to your children. You're disciple them in what self-control or self-mastery looks like. Now, one of the ways that we can do this, okay, is when the Holy Spirit connects theological truths with, with us and for us. So we can have self-control. One of the reasons why, I mean, why can we have self-control? Well, what is it that we have that Jocko doesn't? And if we can have, if we know we can have some things and have some things that are promised to us and that we know that are bedrock foundations, uh, foundational truths for us as Christians, then what we can have what Jocko has and more. When that difficult uh, moment comes or that bad news comes, when you respond and you, you have this impulse, you can say, good, okay, good. How's God going to work us through this? How's he going to lead us through this? How are we going to be made strong through this? How, are, how am I, in my weakness, in this moment, how am I going to be built up to be strong? We have to understand, I, I please don't hear me say that I'm saying you should never, ever uh, lament. That's not what I'm saying at all. However, I am encouraging you to say that, that, that the, the Christian life, and I've said this before, is not a life of lament with seasons of joy. It's a life of joy with seasons of lament. And what self-control helps us do is it helps us to walk in those seasons of joy. It helps us to find what God is doing. It helps us to open our eyes to spiritual realities, to everything that's happening in the physical world, and see things that are happening in the spiritual world behind it, and say, God, thank you. Thank you that you're at work right now. Thank you that this challenge is not going to be faced, me just walking alone, but you're going to be walking through this with me. So let's just think about a few passages. Romans chapter 8. Here's what Romans 8, starting in verse 28, says. And we know that for those who love God... All things work together for good. Jocko doesn't have a frame, frame of reference for this. We do. Something comes our way. Good. Because this is going to be for my good. This is personal. This is, invita- this is in- individual. This is going to be for my good. And for everyone in your family who knows and loves the Lord, these promises are for them as well. There's something God is doing in this, whatever it may be, that's for our good. And for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. This is where the verse 28 and verse 29 can go so, uh, excuse me, verse 28 and verse 29 can go so well together because we are being conformed to the image of his son. How are we being conformed to the image of his son? Through all these, whatever is in all things, 
all things are being worked together for the good. And we are, through these all things, being conformed to his image. So when something difficult comes, when something doesn't go as planned, what can we say? Good. What is God doing? What is God doing in me to shape me and to change me? So this is a, a, a precious, precious promise that we have. Or what about 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 through 18? Listen to this. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. How about this for the will of God? What's God's will for you? I mean, we're told in, in 1 Thessalonians, maybe 2 Thessalonians actually, that this is God's will for you, your sanctification. What a great passage. This is God's will for you, your sanctification. But how about this passage? It's another will passage. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. We have this commission and command. We have a command. When I said earlier that the life is the life of a Christian is primarily a life of joy with seasons of, of lament, it's coming right here. We have self-control. We have the Spirit of God within us. And we are called to give thanks in all circumstances. So it's not that we're just saying, good. It's, it's we're saying, God, thank you. What are you doing? Thank you. My eyes are open. Thank you. You're going to build me up. Thank you. You're going to be glorified through this. Thank you. I'm going to be able to walk through somebody through this difficult situation. Thank you. You're going to supernaturally come through. This is more than just saying, good. This is, God, thank you. Give thanks in all things, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Guys, God is sovereign. Last week when I said stop complaining, we just heard some great sermons at the G3 conference. So we went, this is probably our last G3 thing, but it was really, really good uh, just hearing the sermons on God's sovereignty. And we don't have to complain. We know that God is sovereign over our individual lives and the world. And not only that, we know that God loves us. God loves us. So no matter what comes our way, we can trust him. So this stop complaining idea from last week is deeply rooted in the sovereignty of God, but it's also rooted in the idea that we have self-control. We can do more than just say, good, when difficulty comes. We can say, God, thank you. I know you're at work, and you're going to build me up. You're going to make me strong. And uh, this whole mental strength area, I, I want you to have mental strength. I don't want you to be tossed to and fro by every wave way of a doctrine and every circumstance that comes your way. Be, be built up in the Holy Spirit and be mentally strong. Be able to tell your passions, be able to tell your emotions, no. This isn't just like a woman thing. Women have more emotions, but yet men, I see all over the place, men deal with that as well. We deal with being tossed to and fro and up and down and circumstances aren't going our way and oh my goodness, I'm going to you know freak out about this situation or that situation. You don't have to do that. You can be steadfast, you can have self-control, and you can do what God has called you to do. You can give thanks in all circumstances Something that the next time uh, something doesn't go your way. Stop and say, good, God thank you. What are you going to do in this? And uh, I think we can be more positive, right? I mean, it's always better to be positive. Man, there is power in that. If you see what God is doing, that's a whole lot better than complaining about what God is not doing. And uh, anyways, hope that's encouraging for you. All right, guys, thanks so much for continuing to come back. If you want to be signed up for the membership, let me know. Love to welcome you in. And other than that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crypt podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.